Being a new mom is hard. We get it. It's easy to feel alone, but we know that's never how God intended it. So we want to welcome you to The Motherhood. If you need professional parenting advice, clinically proven data, or study-based evidence, please let us know where to find it. Because here at The Motherhood, we focus on sharing experiences, offering encouragement and understanding, but most importantly, friendship. We're here to do motherhood together. Hello and welcome back to The Motherhood. I'm Riley. And I'm Bethany. And today we are wrapping up our relationship series. If you've missed it, we have talked about our relationship with ourself, our friends, God, and now our spouses. Yes, and how those change once we become moms or how they change in motherhood. And If you've listened to us for even a few episodes now, you know that at the beginning we always like to do a little prefacing, (laughs) and I will say real quickly that if you hear some background noise today, full disclosure, there are some toddlers outside of our recording room, so just ignore it or just embrace it and just know that this really is the motherhood. (laughs) Honestly, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably familiar with life yeah and how it is like that sometimes and we also claim that we are not the professionals meaning we do not have a professional recording studio right so if that bothers you this may not be the podcast for you but if you are here for the real raw vulnerable mom talk welcome to the motherhood welcome and with that we can get started so like riley said we are talking about relationship changes and This one specifically today is about our spouses and how that relationship changes once we become mothers and fathers. And as we've done in this series with our other episodes, we've kind of talked about how those relationships were before we had kids, kind of what changed or why it changed, and then how they are afterwards. So who wants to get started? (laughs) I guess before, I mean, I don't really know exactly how to describe it. I would say before, um, I'm going to use words that could be taken negatively, but just let me explain. So before (laughs) I'm going to say we were both very free. Mm -hmm. If one of us, well, like, no, for real. No, it's true. I get it. If one of us needed some personal time, it was not hard to get. Anytime that, you know, Connor would go out with like his friends or me with the girls, you know, whatever, the other one either got me time Mm -hmm. or they were able to like our friend group. A lot of the times, if the girls had something planned, the guys would be like, hey, what are y'all doing this day? Do you guys want to come over and play Nintendo or whatever? And, you know, all that stuff. So before it's very free and we could also recharge very easily. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that for us, I don't. Some people do this, some people don't. We have a TV in the bedroom, so if we wanted some us time, or I love the show um, Big Brother, and mm-hmm. Connor doesn't love it nearly <laughs> as much as I do, like, it's one of those weird things where, like, he'll be like, oh, who got voted out? Like, it's like he keeps up with it, but he doesn't actually want to watch it. It's kind of weird. But anyways, um, so, like, for example, there'd be times where I would go in the bedroom and watch that, and he mm-hmm. would sit out in the living room and watch his show, and, like, it was very easy to, like do different things yeah. at the same time like Both get your you time exactly um when it comes to like our relationship like um i don't feel like we've ever really like bickered too much mm-hmm. like the division mm-hmm. of chores and everything has always been pretty pretty easy um it was always very easy to kind of divide and conquer it was very easy to um like if we were having like 
a particular low day we could like postpone some things mm-hmm. nothing was really pressing yeah. i guess yeah um we were very go with the flow and i feel like that's just pretty i feel like it's pretty standard yeah like, I mean, yeah your typical married relationship yeah um we got married at gosh how old are we 23 yep 23 and then we had indy we had been married for two years almost three when we got pregnant mm-hmm. so i mean we were still pretty honeymoony you yeah. know but like yeah. I well that's as you were talking I was thinking I mean Josh and I got we got pregnant 9 months after we got married. We hadn't even been married a year. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, cuz I remember when we found out we were pregnant, probably silly enough, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what are people going to think? We haven't even been married a year." Like, I feel like we just got married, but I remember at the time thinking, "Oh, by the time we're like three months in and kind of have hit that quote unquote safe spot, we will have been married a year. Right. So it won't look as quote unquote bad if I'm <laughs> announcing a pregnancy and a one year anniversary at the same time. Anyways. So yeah, I'm thinking about that though. I'm like, obviously we dated, I think three years before we got married, but yeah, we really only had a few months of like married life. Well, and pregnancy. So I guess over, you know, a little over a year um, being married and and then we got pregnant. So there wasn't a ton of time of that marriage relationship. But yeah, I and at the same time, it's hard for me to like think what a relationship was like before kids. I know. know, That's why I go straight to like like freedom of schedule and stuff like that. Because honestly, like that's the only thing that I feel like has change significant I mean obviously our feelings we'll get into all that but yeah I but yeah at the yeah at the same time I'm like what was it like what did I do with all my free like what did we do on the weekends and in the evenings and you know like I'm like wow and we had no responsibilities quote unquote but yeah I would just say it was the same I mean and like I said we were kind of in that like like you said too like kind of honeymoon phase so I mean I think we were just you know enjoying life and you know, hanging out with friends a lot and really just doing whatever we wanted, binge watching Netflix shows and, you know. And it's also though like, okay, so let me just kind of give a little bit of like disclosure here. I mean, I thought that it really matters, but like Connor and I started dating when we were 17. Yeah. We are now, he just turned 28. I'm still 27. So like it's been 10 years. Yeah. So we've been married for only four, but like we have been together for 10 years. Yeah. So it's like it's crazy because I feel like when you hear like, oh, we've we've both been married for four years because yeah. Bethany and I, our weddings are like two weeks apart. We do everything together yep. apparently. <laughs> and um, and so, anyways, like, not that it like matters that we have six years prior to that, but yeah. it's also one of those things that I feel like kind of adds to it because, I mean, like literally for. Do the math. Hang on. Sorry. Yeah. Like close to eight years it was just the two of us yeah and the relationship is not like it starts when you get married you know right, a right. relationship once you well st- we're talking about even when we're dating exactly you know? and like you were talking about how you had archer so quote unquote soon in your marriage yeah. but it's like but you had been, years of yeah. dating prior yeah and like bethany moved from virginia and even though they were leaving leaving even though they were living with josh's parents mm-hmm. like that's still like you guys had separate rooms and yeah. everything like to be clear like but we kind of like lived still, together yeah. before we even got married exactly like in a very um wholesome situation yeah. <laughs> like but you know what i mean though yeah. it's like you might as well have been married because yeah. you're already living together yeah. and learning each other's quirks yeah. and like you know all those things so it's yeah. like i don't know i just i know that i'm the same way where i'm like oh i just don't want people to think this yeah, but like yeah. 
honestly, again, hypocritical, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> hypocritical people pleasers. We shouldn't care what people we think. We need to get t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, yeah, I can just think that, you know, we always try to do some fun stuff, some adventurous stuff, like hiking. You know, we were always trying to do some trips or even if it was like going up on a mountain and bringing a box of pizza or, yep. you know like just I can just remember us always not very adventurous <laughs> like their engagement was skydiving pizza. like yeah. literally yeah well look at us now <laughs> we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> anyways so yeah and I guess in terms of just like our actual relationship not just kind of like the things that we were doing but I think it was pretty similar in that yeah we never really never had really fought or anything you know um for the most part, you know, we see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. And I think, you know, had decent communication and stuff like that. So, I mean, solid, solid relationship, I would say, in my biased opinion. But, yeah. And then all of that, again, at the same time, I'm like, what was it like for kids? And then the babies came. And then the babies came. So, um... So, if you don't mind getting a little personal here. and we love it. Again, you can always deny. Um, Never. Do you feel like you guys were, like, ready for kids? Like, I know, hopefully I'm not spoiling too much when I say yeah. Archer was a surprise, yes. right? Yes, yes. Um, so, how did, first of all, like, starting with how your relationship changed, right from the minute you saw two pink lines. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's, this is probably helpful to share because I think it might explain a little bit, too, about our relationship yeah. afterwards and during whatever um, but yeah, we, so I, shortly after we got married, um, decided to come off birth control just cause I personally did not like being on it. I knew we wanted kids one day and I was like, you know, why not? You know, we were going to try to use other methods and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. And we, I felt like I got to a point where I was like, I w- I've always wanted to be a mom. I, you know, have always wanted kids. And so I personally did not want to wait too long anyways after right. we were married. You know, I was like, I am so ready to be a mom. So I think I was kind of in a place where I was more ready than he was. And now if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. did you come off of your birth control like shortly at, like, you know, you probably took it through your honeymoon. Because yeah. I don't think you wanted kids that fast. Yeah. But like... Pretty soon after you got home from your honeymoon, did you come off and it took months or did you find it pretty quick? So I, I guess it would have been, um, like six months after because Archer was kind of a surprise, not really in the sense of I had been off of my birth control for probably about three months. Like you were open to it, of course. Yes. But you weren't necessarily tracking ovulation yeah. and trying. And I kind of had that, I don't know if it's a naive perspective, but I thought, oh, it takes three months to get out of your system. Yeah. So like we're fine during this time period, but like after three months, we really need to be like careful if we're not right. ready for kids. And so. And birth control is such a touchy thing because like, yes, the doctor told me the same. Like it takes three months, like yeah. prepare for a three month window. Yeah. But then it's also like if you miss a pill or two, you can get pregnant. So it's yeah. like, what the heck? It's yeah. so confusing. And looking back, I'm like, we probably, like if we really were not ready, we w- should have been more careful during that time. But yeah, so I guess it was like six months after because we ended up getting, it might have even been closer to four months I had been off of it, and mm-hmm. that's why we got pregnant. But we were both kind of just thinking we had that safe buffer of time, and turns out we didn't. So that's why he was kind of a surprise, but also... A welcome surprise. Yeah, yeah. 
also kind of like not really because you we weren't, weren't being yeah preventing. We weren't exactly preventing it um and so but yeah i think i remember even <laughs> i'll just tell this story really quick i remember i was already pregnant at this time but didn't know it and looking back now i think some of it was the hormones but i can remember even i think it was one night at bible study like just opening up to you all and saying you know i think i'm ready for kids but i i don't think josh is and I even got emotional to Josh about it. And remember, it was like a Wednesday night. We had a conversation and I was like crying. I was like, I think I'm ready for kids. And, you know, Josh said, he was like, you know, I just don't think I'm ready though. You know, he's like, I still just feel so young and like, you know, money financially. And, you know, that kind of hurt me because I was like, I feel very ready. And we're on right. two different pages. Um, Again, was already pregnant at that time when we had the conversation, but didn't know. And I think it was like two days later or something my period was four days late (laughs) and so I took a test and it was positive and I remember coming to Josh just bawling my eyes out because first and foremost I felt bad because he said he had just told me he wasn't ready for kids and I was like well it's too late you know so I just felt bad because I'm like we just had this conversation and anyways um so yeah we were kind of on two different pages when that started and then I'll kind of touch on that more, but all that to say for him not being ready, he jumped right into fatherhood, like just a natural, natural father. So I think, yeah, it's kind of, kind of cool to share that story because looking back on our relationship after that moment, you know, I can share more about that in a little bit, but that's, that was our experience with Archer, at least right. our first, our first child. So what about you and Connor? Yeah. So we, um, had plans since like I'm a planner, hi, <laughs> but um, we had planned on having kids around, we wanted to start trying around three years after we got married. Um, I was thinking just because I was a teacher at the time, um, kind of like how I'd planned the school schedule and like I wanted to be able to like take maternity leave and then hopefully only have to go back to work for a little bit, if at all, before summer break. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, roll into the summer and get to spend a lot of time with the baby. Our plan was to kind of come off of birth control in, like, early January, February, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And then try around May, which mm-hmm. I know is a little bit longer than, yeah. you know, the three months. But um, what ended up happening is we were on the way to church one day. And we both just had a conversation and we both felt ready yeah. in January of that year. This was 2021. And so I remember um, I have a YouTube channel and I was like vlogging and I was like, we're officially trying yeah. for a baby. That's yeah. crazy. Like I'm coming off birth control. And um, I guess for me, I naively thought it would take time to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I figured by starting earlier than expected, number one, we could surprise the family mm-hmm. because they weren't expecting us yeah. that soon. No I mean, they knew it was coming, but mm-hmm. not quite that soon. Like I said, I'm a planner. So they'd be like, oh, you know, have you guys thought about kids? And I'm like, yeah, May 2021. 20, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> sure have. Um, so anyways, um, I guess for us, what ended up happening is I don't know. Birth control is so weird. We should do a whole episode on it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, they say it could take three months before you can get pregnant. They say you're extremely fertile when you come off. All the things. So, I ended up getting pregnant immediately in January. and Or maybe I guess it was early February, technically, because we started late January. Um, So, it had only been, like, a month. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was literally my first period off of birth control. Yeah. We got pregnant. 
and unfortunately, for reasons we obviously don't know, I miscarried that baby. And when you talk about our relationship changing, that was the pivotal factor. Like, everyone, you know, has their condolences, and everybody was so supportive, but that was the first time he and I walked together through grief. Yeah. We had both lost people in our lives while we were dating and Mm -hmm. in early marriage and everything, but it was like grandparents that like number one either he wasn't super close like your yes, grandparents yes, and he, or, yes. you know, whatever, and we loved each case. other's grandparents yeah. of course but it's more like when connor's grandparents passed i supported him and i mm-hmm. was still sad and still yeah. loved them but i was the backbone for him yeah. and when my grandfather passed he was that for me mm-hmm. even though like i said we loved each other's family it obviously affects one more than yes yeah. than the yeah. other and so this was the first time that we had grieved together and like it was very I feel weird saying special Mm -hmm. but like everyone in the world could like offer sympathy and all that but he and I felt it together this was our child and I feel like for it to be something you want and something you're trying for Mm -hmm. it's just even not that it's not hard yeah when you don't try but like that for us was the walk through grief and then that was also the solidifying factor because Indy did not replace that baby by mm-hmm. any means but that really drove home the fact that we wanted mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and it's like you didn't realize how bad until yeah. that yeah um so that's where our relationship like I would say changed yeah um and then we actually ended up getting pregnant with Indy I had a DNC recovered from that and crazy enough my first period post dnc we got pregnant with indy ironically in may of 2021 mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like god knew the whole mm-hmm. time um and then she came from that yeah, yeah, so yeah now the babies are here they're fast here. forward <laughs> um at this point in time i guess we'll just talk about how your life and relationship changed with archer specifically yeah. and then maybe later dabble into if it changed anymore with adding the second baby yeah and then maybe we can wrap up with why maybe we think yeah it changed in that way us processing our outline (laughs) in front of you anyways um so yeah with archer um i always tell people i feel like josh jumped right into fatherhood um i mean i guess you could say i did too for motherhood um but yeah i definitely feel like it was kind of like a not a quick growing up for us but like i had mentioned earlier we you know we weren't married married all that long and it was like yeah here we are jumping into some you know for for us at the time was just some difficult things right after archer was born but um you know he we had car- kind of a crazy birth story we have episodes on that you can go back and listen to but through some of that chaos and even afterwards when I struggled with a little bit of PPA and PPD um Josh was just so solid like I just saw him like saw so much strength and responsibility and maturity in him and he just took care of all of us so so much so like you know, as I think most people who are married and have experienced having kids together, like, no, like there's always, people always say like, oh, like you think you love your husband, like watch him become a father, you know? And so, yeah, just thinking of like, it changed and getting to see him, you know, hold us together and be that strength and be that backbone and whatever, like, um, just saw so much growth in him. And I mean, growth in us both, just like personally and together, like having to stick together through those 
night feedings and, you know, the, the hormones. And I remember being in the hospital and he like had to walk me to the shower and I'm like dripping blood and Talk wearing about a vulnerability, diaper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he, you know, no hesitation at all. Like, and you know, I can remember like being pregnant and almost like being worried, like, yeah, like what is he going to think when I'm like, you know, or what if he sees everything, you know, but like he just, you know, there was no change in his love for me, you know, right. even having walked through that stuff. And, you know, again, obviously I think it just makes you stronger. Hopefully, it's like it together. wasn't gross to him. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. everything you feared. It yeah. was like he, a new level of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, um, you know, a lot of those really special moments together. You know, I do think within month like two and three and so on we definitely struggled a lot to as I think most people do to balance those roles like you had touched on earlier you know you kind of had that balance before kids came and you both had your shared responsibilities and all that stuff but I think we we really struggled with um yeah like you know feeling like okay well I'm doing the feedings and I'm at home with the baby and cleaning the house and all this and you go to work and you know like kind of that balance of you know sharing the responsibilities and not having that be too heavy on one person's part and for us like I mean there's things the man can't do yeah like when you're breastfeeding he can't feed the baby unless you pump and put it in a bottle yeah so it's like there's some things that like only you can do and I feel like sometimes that can cause a little bit of like pent-up tension yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like you both understand that this is the way it is. It's yeah. not like he's just not helping or that he wouldn't do it if he could, but yeah. it's like, it's literally on your shoulders. Yeah. And I, I'm someone who really struggles with communication. I am kind of a person who will like just hold it inside or I'll go and talk to somebody else about it before I can actually, vouch for that. Yeah. He's telling the truth. <laughs> yep, yep. Before actually talking to my husband or, you know, I just, I'm not good with communicating things quickly. Yeah. I kind of let them build up and it gets to this like, point where then it becomes a very difficult hard conversation Josh on April 23rd you did did this this. yeah but but in all seriousness like it kind of did become like I found myself like holding grudges almost and I was harboring a lot of that stuff and even with Archer we we were working on trying to finish out our upstairs and you know I felt like I was while I was pregnant even I was pregnant and I was painting and I was doing all this stuff and you know, I was working from home, so I had some of the freedom to do that. And, you know, I, I harbored a lot of thinking I was doing way more than he was, even into after Archer was here and stuff. And I harbored a lot of that inside of me um, and, you know, just never brought it to him and never had a conversation with him about it because, again, I'm not very good at communication. Um, so we, we definitely struggled with that. You know, there's kind of that hidden tension of, like, you are kind of tallying it up. Like, yeah. I did this. I fed I did this diaper. I've done seven diapers today. You've done zero, even though you were at work, you know, so. I think you hear a lot of the times, too, marriage should be 50-50. And maybe as a general rule, but, like, yeah. there's going to be a lot of days where when you are married to someone, and we saw a um, post that, like, talked about how they literally checked in on this. But, like, yeah. you know, there are going to be some days where he comes home and he's like, oh, I've got 20. Yeah. And you got to pull 80. Yeah. That's the reality of marriage. It's not 50-50. It probably averages out to 50-50. Yeah. But it's 90-10 sometimes. Yeah. And, like, it goes both ways, obviously, yeah. you know. But, like. Or some days it's not even, like, 100%. You know, you're both at 30. and But you have to work together to, like, get right. to 
100. I feel like that for me was a huge change because Mm -hmm. in the past, if one of us was down, the other could pull that weight no problem. Yeah. And it was so easy to be like, hey, listen, I don't feel like cooking. Cool. I'll grab food on the way home. And like everything was just so easy. And it's not that it's necessarily, I mean, it is hard now, but like not even necessarily in a negative way, but it's like things like, you know, I don't want Indy only ever eating fast food. So, like, there's more of an incentive Mm -hmm. to not do those easy, quick fixes. Not to say that we don't do it, because we do. Mm -hmm. But, like, for me, that was a big thing was, like, I don't know what it is about a dish in the sink, but I like my sink clean when I go to bed. (laughs) And, like, um, I feel like for the first time in our life and in our marriage, like, things weren't getting done. Yeah. And it was giving ourselves grace to be like, you know what? It'll get done in a minute. I think sometimes there could be tension there too because Connor is the kind of guy where if something isn't done, he feels like he has to get it done. Yeah. And like he can't rest until it's done. And there were situations specifically with a new baby where like I couldn't get to it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like he felt like there was more on his plate. I felt like I was doing an insufficient job. Yeah. And mentally, I think we were both just like drained because I'll be very honest that first year after having Indy, our marriage was the highest of highs and the lowest of lows yeah, for us. Like same, same with Josh and I. The highs were high, but the lows were like, "There's, this can't be it. Yeah, like, there's yeah. got to be more to it. We're, yeah. we're doing something wrong." Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, I can I can remember a lot of really challenging nights, and I can remember crying a lot again just because of that kind of that responsibility struggle and. Part of that, again, is just because I harbored it inside so much when just talking to Josh about it could help. But yeah, it was definitely like, I feel like I'm doing so much and I feel like I need help. But at the same time, you know, he's he's out working and he's carrying a lot of the financial weight. And, you know, yeah. you know, just even those like, not stereotypical, but the standard of what you think the wife and the husband Cliche, does. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. But yeah, so there was definitely a power struggle for us. I think even just within that, like, first year especially those first few months um and again I think that's because you do get so many more responsibilities once you have a kid and you don't necessarily I know for most couples even though some people recommend it most couples don't sit there and go okay once the baby's here I'm gonna do feedings bottles you're gonna be responsible for vacuuming trash you know like you don't talk about that until the baby is there and you're You're both running on little sleep and and it's hard because with the first one especially you don't know what you're walking into yeah and suck I mean you can try to be prepared but it's it's different you know um and in pre pre pre-marital counseling we were told that like unmet expectations is the problem in marriage yeah whether it's sexual financial yeah like you name it it's the expectation that isn't met that causes problems yeah but you don't know to sit down and yeah. say, like, because you've never lived it, you well, know? Well, you also, you get that baby and you expect your husband, probably, I know for me, to be, like, bending over backwards for you. And not that Josh wasn't, but, you know, you have these expectations even. They're going to know that I need him to take the trash out. Right. Or that, you know, like, and I remember for me, it was just, like, whenever Josh would even just leave a can on the counter, like, I would get so upset because I was, like, would really help me out if you would just throw that empty can away, you know? Yep. But, like, he doesn't. He and it's always the little it. things that yeah. set you off yeah. that are, like, so insignificant, but... But it's so true about that expectations. You know, I think I kind of, and again, most people, but I think I had those, like, he's going to know what I need without me having to ask or do things, or, like, he's going to just do all the helpful things, because I just had this baby and went through all this, and um, I want to say one thing while I'm thinking about it, because I'll forget it, but I do know also that I have, 
heard that, you know, this wasn't the case for us, but I've heard that people can go through, you know, really traumatic bursts and Mm -hmm. stuff. And so I know that even that process can have effects on your relationship afterwards. You know, like I know people who have felt like their partner didn't super support them in the labor room Mm. and stuff. And so that can kind of carry over into, you know, once the baby's here too. And so again, I feel like I'm like, sit here talking about oh it was he was so supportive and helpful and it was so great and just want to acknowledge to that I know that's maybe not the case for everyone in their experience and yeah so just wanted to say that real quick because it popped into my mind I would like to speak into the roller coaster that was our relationship after Indy so just like you said at first you watch this man go from husband to now husband and father And gosh, what a beautiful experience. And like you just fall for them so much harder. And Mm. it's so sweet and wonderful. And it's like, oh, here's my little family. And like for me, I had the C-section. So I was recovering, um, obviously bedridden for a while. And Connor jumped right in. Like, I mean, literally, I think he probably changed like seven diapers before I changed one. Just because, I mean, yeah, they just jump right in. And it's so, so sweet. And like he knew like my wife is recovering. This is the, I mean, it was just wow um so you fall you know more in love and then I would even say you have like the honeymoon phase with the baby Mm -hmm, home and all mm -hmm. that but I would say for us I mean honestly it was probably it's a big range but like four to eight months in maybe Mm -hmm. and things really started getting challenging it's when he had gone back to work Mm -hmm. he would come home I'll be honest not everything was done all the time you know and some days he would come home and he has super wife who The house is spotless and I'm cooking dinner. You know, he walks into a hot meal. And sometimes he would come in and I would be in the same pajamas, greasy ponytail and right on the couch where he left me. And like, you just never knew what you were going to get because you never knew the day you were going to have. And I don't think either of us blamed the other. But I'm going to be honest with the lack of sleep and even like the different ideas in parenting, you know, like he was a little more open to her crying a little yeah, more than I yeah, was or that's a good point there too. were things that only I could soothe mm-hmm, or, you mm-hmm. know, like so many different things. Um, I won't go all the way into that because this is a marriage episode, yeah. not a newborn episode, but like we hit a really rocky point and I've heard that this happens with kids, of course, after the fact. So if you don't have kids, hopefully this knowing this beforehand is comforting mm-hmm. and kind of like you can work through it better. But like you go through what I have now heard described as the roommate phase mm-hmm. where it's like little things that you're doing are driving me crazy. Yeah. Um, and you're almost just kind of like living together. You're not your like, roommates, yeah, not yeah. united. Yeah. You didn't become one. Yeah. You're two people yeah. living yeah. together. And there's this Zach Bryan song. We're big Zach Bryan fans around here. Um, it's called All the Time. And the chorus of it is talking about, like, the the intro is like, you're not loving me the way I want to be loved. And the whole chorus is like, there's got to be more to this than being pissed off all the time. Yeah. And, like, to say we passive aggressively, like, listen to that in the car. Like, <laughs> I mean, it would just come on. Yeah, it wouldn't, like, yeah. intentionally be like, listen to this. Yeah. But like, when it came on, we're both like, I hope he's listening. I yeah. hope she's listening. Like, yeah. And it got really hard. It really did. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, like, I mean, it's it's the craziest thing, too, because we would still hug and, like, squeeze each other tight and just be like, yeah. I love you. Like, yeah. I don't know what's happening to us yeah. right now, but, yeah. like, I can see how it would get couples. And so I also don't want listeners to hear this and think that, like, it's all rainbows and butterflies. And if you don't just love your husband, I mean, okay, you yeah. need to love your husband endlessly no yeah. matter what. But to say it comes effortlessly, no. You have to make that decision I love him. He's yeah. my person. We're going to get through this um, because it's very hard. And 
after that season passed, I would say we went through the most high of highs in our relationship yeah. where it's like, this is what I prayed for, man. This is mm-hmm. my family. Yeah. We're building a house. We're, yeah. you know, we've, I'm living the dream. But it wasn't until we overcame that challenge. Like yeah. it, it was like fairy tale honeymoon phase. And then it was like the lowest of lows. And then it kind of like was what I would call like a, um, like a level headed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like a, like very steady. steady. Yeah. And when I say level headed, I mean like, we chose to be happy in what is life because it's yeah. not going to look like the movies. Yeah. You know, it's you have to be very um, real about yeah. life and what it looks like. And, you know. So what do you think got you through that season? Or how do you feel like you guys got out of it? Honestly, I wish I could say, you know, we did this and it was A, great. A, B, C, and D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of patience. Yeah. A lot of prayer. <laughs> And a lot of conversation. Yeah. Um, Bethany knows I'm the first one to say communication is everything. Yep. In any situation. You always recommend to me, you're like, have you talked to Josh about it? And I'm like, no, I'm talking to you about it. Right. <laughs> I'm communicating but to yes, you. just vouching for that. But that's the thing. Like, and it sounds so like, I mean, and it's, you'd think Bethany would be like, I'm not going to tell her anything because all she's going to do is tell me to talk about it. But like, <laughs> but for real, you know, and it's like, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you have to have conversations you don't want to have and say things yeah. you don't want to say. Yeah. But like, I mean, I have literally looked at Connor before and been like, look, I know you don't want to hear this, but right now this feels very selfish to me. Yeah. And sometimes that word um, doesn't really sit well with him. Yeah. But sometimes... He's like, you know what? You're right. And the same the other way. You know, like, yeah. for me, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do everything around the house. And it's like, sometimes I need grace because it's been a hard day. But sometimes I'm just, for lack of a better word, lazy. And I don't want to get to it. And, like, yeah. you have to be comfortable enough with your spouse to, like, have hard conversations. Yeah. And to be sorry that you make them feel a certain way. But they have to also be receptive to hearing that. And that is one thing that we do very well is, like, have hard conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times those conversations really lead to, like, good, good results. Yeah. So as cliche as it sounds to pray and talk, that's what we did. Pray and talk. Yep. And, like... Needs to be a (laughs) t-shirt. It was really funny, though, because at the end, when our marriage was on the mend and everything... And Mm -hmm. I say on the mend... We never, like, threatened divorce or anything, yeah. but, like, I mean, it, it was hard. It, it yeah. was a hard season. Yeah. Um, and not that that was on the table. I don't want people to think that you're going to be fighting divorce because that's yeah. not necessarily <laughs> the case. But it's going to, it's a challenging time. Yeah. Um, and there was so much where, like, Indy wanted me and only me and, like, it, it was just challenging. Oh, oh, another thing that really helped us was getting away. Like, oh, like time together? Yes. Yeah. Like, I remember it was a little earlier than From I wanted Indy to. or, like... From Indy, Just, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, to, like, separately fill their cup as well, because yeah. a lot of my frustration came from having Indy on me 24-7 yeah. and not getting good sleep and stuff like that. So I do remember it was a little earlier than I initially wanted to, but um, Connor's mom offered to take her to spend the night, and we had gone to dinner, and, like, literally we were away from her from, like, maybe 8 p.m. to, like, 8 a.m. Like, it yeah. was, like, 12, yeah. literally just to sleep. Yeah. Um. But. But, hey. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we, we had dinner with their family, and then they took her from dinner home um, to their house. And Connor and I went to, like, Barnes & Noble, and we grabbed some cookie dough from the grocery store, came home. Um, I told you earlier we had a TV in our room, and mm-hmm. so 
we literally watched TV in bed for the first time since Indy was born. Yeah, since, you know you couldn't when right, she was exactly. in the room with you. And ate cookies in bed and like, I mean, literally nothing sexual. Just yeah, cookies yeah. in bed and quality time and, and you'd be surprised. Yeah, that's what you needed yep, though. Yep. And like, just to refill our cup with each other and connect with each other. Even, like I said, emotionally, yeah. mentally, not even physically, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that was great. And it was really funny because to wrap it all up with a little bit of humor, too, mm-hmm. um, once our relationship was on the mend, that song um, all the time came yeah. on the radio, or not the radio, but like our playlist. And we kind of laughed, and I was like, I remember when we were in that season, yeah. like, I was hoping you were listening to this. And he was like, Well, I was playing it, so you'd listen to it. And it was like, <laughs> so much. And you're like, Look at us now. Right. And so now that song was just kind of like funny for us because yeah. it's like, you Yeah. Know, I, um, this might be circling back a little bit more. Well, circle, that's fine. Well, it feels a little bit repetitive, but just, just thinking back now, I mean, Josh and I definitely struggled with that responsibility, you know, tension, whatever, after Archer came, but looking back now, I almost think we had a harder time, like I mentioned, when I was pregnant with Archer, and I think part of that was just that we were doing so much to try to get ready for him, Mm -hmm. like we were trying to sell a car, trying to finish her upstairs, you know, just trying to get all the baby things ready. But like I can, it, I was thinking about it cause you were just talking about communication and I don't even know if you remember this. And if my husband listens to this, he'll realize how much I really do tell you. <laughs> but, um, I remember there was one night where I finally kind of built up the courage to actually talk about my feelings with him. And I just had felt so overwhelmed because it was a moment where I felt like, I was trying to sell the car. I was trying to get the upstairs done. I was getting ready for the baby. I was nesting. I was washing clothes. I was trying to do all the things. And, you know, I kind of came to Josh and, like, told him how I was feeling. And we talked about it. And um, it was a really hard conversation because I think we both, in that conversation, hurt each other's feelings. And I think that's why I get so scared to talk about things because... I worry I'm not going to word things like you know. But there's also it's a, a people pleaser in me, maybe. Tip though, you can always jot down a note yeah. and like figure out how you want to word it and stuff. Well, the good thing about that was, and I, I again, I don't think you, I don't know if you remember this, but I was texting you about it and I was really upset and I was crying, but I had to go into the room. The conversation started. It didn't go very well at all. I ended up going to my room crying, probably texting you. But I had time to think about what I wanted to go back out into the living mm-hmm. room and very clearly communicate. And sometimes to him. that's a big step that needs to happen because that is to... you don't want to have what they call a volcano mouth, yeah, where you yeah. just exactly. <laughs> I was like, if I say anything right now, I'm going to say something mean, and I'm really yep. going to hurt your feelings, and I will regret it. But I remember going back into the bedroom kind of composing myself, thinking about what I wanted to say. I came out and felt like I very clearly communicated my feelings to him. And he, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but that was the first time I ever heard heard him cry. Saw him cry. He didn't yeah. even cry at our wedding. Didn't cry when our son was born, but because he hadn't been born yet, but he doesn't cry when Archer gets born. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but that was the first time I saw him cry because I... I'm not saying I was the hero in this situation by any means, but like I was able to communicate that like, hey, my feelings were hurt and I know I hurt his feelings too. But like to see him get emotional about that. And and that's like, again, that to me, I know people probably go through more serious things, but like to me, that was one of the hardest nights in our relationship, even to this day, because yeah. it was just a matter of feelings being hurt. We were both stressed, pregnant, you know, like 
it just felt like the weight of the world was on our shoulders and we weren't working together but as a team. But it's also so special to be able to have hurt feelings and hurt someone else's feelings, but like work through it because yeah. you know that in order to reach a resolution, you've got to put all the cards on the yeah. table. Yeah. And to me, and I don't mean to like bad mouth you or talk yeah. down toward you here because I do the same thing at yeah. times. But to me, that's why communication is so important mm-hmm. because it's not fair for your spouse for you to talk about them instead of to them. Yeah. Like, if you have tried to communicate with your spouse and they are not having it, are not listening, then you can reach out and be like, hey, help me through this. Yeah. Help me help him or, yeah. like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or help me if I'm the problem, you know? Yeah. But um, it's also hard, too, though, because sometimes you want to message a friend and be like, am I in the wrong here? Yeah. Is or this like, worth fighting for? Yeah. Use your discretion. You know when you're, you know when you're talking crap and when yeah. you're seeking advice. Yeah. But, but like... For real, like, he's not going to know you feel that way unless I, you tell yeah. it. And that's, again, my biggest problem. And then I let it boil to the point where I'm like, again, I bring this list of wrongs that he's done to his face. And he's like, I didn't even know you felt this way again. See, and, I know, over-communicate. That's my yeah. flaw. Is there are times when I shouldn't say stuff and yeah. I'm like, the way you're breathing right now is seriously putting me on edge. Um, In addition to the hardships, though, I do want to talk about the obvious. Yeah, It has united us so much like when it comes to things like vaccines discipline of course obviously in parenting that's going to happen but even like our ability to unite as one in a marriage like she has helped so much and even though things are not always easy it has a thousand percent made us closer Mm -hmm. and like I don't it's one of those things where I want to speak into the negative because I don't want anybody who is listening and not on cloud nine yeah I don't want them to feel like that's not the norm because it's hard so I don't want to spend more time in the negative than I do the positive. Yeah. But I do want to speak into it, you know? And so I also want to kind of balance the scale by saying we have never been more united. Mm-hmm. Like, we will tell people no because we're both people pleasers. Um, we have held firm to some of our decisions like vaccinating and stuff. And, like, it's really neat to have a person that you can truly become one with and stand with and, like, Things that I wouldn't have the courage to say no to on my own, knowing that he's on my side and it's not just me against the world. Yeah. Like, it it has unified us in ways that I didn't realize we weren't unified in yeah. before, you yeah. know? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about, which I don't want to say it takes two kids to get the hang of things, but <laughs> <laughs> I, just looking back over the years, like, yeah, like what you said, like, month by month, I can just see us, like, we were working better together each month and you get to a point where you're like you know each other each other's rhythms better you kind of have your like your new newly defined responsibilities and stuff but I was just gonna say especially once we had Ayla too when there was she's not even here yet yeah your story (laughs) well well, just once there was two kids it felt like that actually almost helped that responsibility struggle because it was like now we were both responsible for literally divide and conquer yeah so you know once Ayla was born you know I handled her most of the times because of feedings and stuff like that and Archer or Josh just had a wrangle Archer and so it was like the playing field felt a little bit more even so that kind of naturally helped but also again I think you I think it's so important and I say this to myself just to remember that you are a team yep you know and like you were saying earlier sometimes there's teammates who in certain seasons or certain games or certain halves have to carry the team a little bit more yep. you know a, a team isn't always 50/50. yes exactly and so just remembering that and that 
it is okay and it is normal if there are times where like one spouse is carrying more weight than the other. But also, again, I say this to myself, just making sure that you're communicating about these things and like not just brushing stuff under the rug because then that's when it becomes a bigger problem later on. And that is a marriage. To have someone that you know you love unconditionally, they love you unconditionally, you have the space to safely be mad and to say things and even things you don't mean and just to like be vulnerable and real like Connor and I have had conversations that I not dare have with anyone else and like it's just like that is marriage it doesn't mean it's going to be easy but it's safe and it's secure and it's that person just is your constant and like you said your teammate whether that's 50 50 or a hundred and zero or maybe together you're not even at the 100 but you know that you're going to get back there you know and yeah um yeah, that's just special and beautiful and it's the wildest thing because even though we never really had a ton of arguments or like yeah. resent with each other yeah. until Indy, it's like those things have made us so much more yeah. of like our marriage is just better than it's ever been. Yeah, I know. I just, yeah, even now I'm like, I literally cannot imagine doing this with anybody else because though I know we still have a lot of room to improve, I'm like, we are such a good team. And yep. again, every month I see us working together better and better. And, you know, there's different seasons. Like now we're both in kind of like a financial funk and like learning to also work together as a team financially. It's but only taken us like four years of marriage to, you know, you know, but yeah, and even without, great. yeah, even kids aside, you mm-hmm. know, there are always seasons in marriage and stuff where, it gets hard. And so like if there are people listening where maybe you're in that hard season of marriage, like it gets better and it's worth fighting for. And but you have to fight. Yeah. You can't just wait around like, okay, they say it's going to get better. Yeah. And hopefully, I feel like we didn't have a ton of takeaways, but some today. So hopefully there's stuff that we stuff that we have said that will help you. And I was going to mention real quick, Riley and I have talked about several times, we want to do a whole marriage series. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we didn't get too like nitty gritty detailed right. today. Um, there's always tangents because that's just us. But, you know, there are lots of stuff we want to dive into more and talk about more in terms of marriage. We even talked about getting the guys on an episode so we can have obviously a husband's and a man's perspective on things. So I felt that this might have been kind of general, um, but... We want to dive into more of it in the future. Yes. And if you have specific questions, feel free to slide into our DMs mm-hmm. over at the motherhood underscore moms on Instagram um, because we would love to, you know, make content specific to what you guys want to hear more of. Yeah. And that wraps up our relationship changes <laughs> series. So it's kind of a messy one. We kind of went a little here and there, but yeah. you know what? That's the way it is. But and I, yeah, I feel like I say this every time, but this is, this has got to be one of my favorite series. Yep. Like there's just, there is so much in it. And you and I even talked about, I feel like I dug up so much in this series, yep. like so much and learned so much and realized so much. Um, so hopefully catch the other episodes if you haven't, but hopefully y'all have gotten some good stuff out of it too. Yep. Hopefully you walk away from the series mm-hmm. better than you walked into yeah. it. So because I know we have. Yep. We love you guys. And that's all we have for you this week. But we look forward to talking to you guys again next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us, friend. If you felt encouraged by what you heard, please consider giving us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Unless you hated it, because like your mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And to officially join the motherhood, follow us on Instagram at the motherhood underscore moms. We always have ways to interact and we want to hear from you.
Have a great week.